0: I brought my tissues. Because this is going to be kind of emotional for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, the children. They all, they all got the message. They're leaving. So. They saw me come up here, they went running. <clears throat> A bittersweet moment for me. Look at Jim. <laughs> this man means so much to me. He's done more for me. <laughs> He's done more for me than any pastor I've ever had. And I mean that. He's he's trusted me. He's allowed me to do things that most pastors protect this pulpit with everything they got. That's my pulpit. I've heard that many years. That's my pulpit, and I've got to protect that pulpit. And he does do that. He's careful about things, but he's allowed me to come up here and speak to you. Pastor Pickle says, yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, But Jim, I thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you. One thing I told Jim whenever Mike and I told him that we were going to go off and do this is that this ne- this is not going to affect our friendship it's not going to re- it's not going to affect our relationship I love these people and their family and I'm going to and I feel that way about you guys too and so I am going got all that out of the way so now I'm going to tell you what the message It's it's interesting to me the word that God had a while ago because Part of it that and the interpretation was God wants to draw into us. He wants us to draw into him. He wants to commune with us. My scripture. The main scripture I'm going to use this morning is first. First Corinthians chapter 11. And most of you know that that scripture in that. And that chapter is where Paul's talking about communion. Right. But I want to go. And I want to. I want to look at a piece. Of that scripture. And a little more in depth. Because one of the things that I hear a lot. Or or we hear a lot from non-Christians. People that don't go to church. That won't go to church. Is. Churches are just judgmental. I don't want to go and just be judged. And we are. In a lot of ways, we are. We are judgmental. We spend a lot of time judging others. In this passage, it tells us to examine ourselves. Look at ourselves. Judge ourselves. I'm going to read starting at verse 28. Chapter 11, for, uh, verse 28 it says, But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep or are dead. For if we judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Now, that word there in verse 28 examine can also be interpreted as to test, prove, scrutinize, recognize as genuine. Now, we're supposed to do that to ourselves. We look at ourselves and we determine whether we are genuine. We scrutinize ourselves. And 2 Corinthians 13, 5 is another place where... Paul says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are are disqualified. Oh, Lord Jesus, please. Don't let me be disqualified. (laughs) Disqualified. So we are to examine ourselves. Look at ourselves. You know, in First in, in Corinthians 11, he said, if, if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. I also believe that if we examine ourselves, let me put this on silent. I should have done that before. If... If we examine ourselves, I believe also we won't be so judgmental to others. Because when we start really examining ourselves. <laughs> we see a lot that needs to be fixed. I do in me. I, that's one of the reasons God's called us into this other ministry. Is. From examining ourselves so how do we examine ourselves how do we determine whether or not we are communing with god in a worthy manner how do we determine that it's not just a matter of you know what i I haven't broken any of the ten commandments this week so i guess i'm okay there's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more to it than that. Have I been prideful this week? Have I been selfish? Have I put myself above other people? Yeah, the Bible says we're not supposed to do that. But we do it. I'm, I'm sorry, but... This isn't Pat Barlow confession time, but I do it. <laughs> I, there's times we put ourselves before others. So how do we effectively examine or judge ourselves? How do we do that in an effective manner? Well, if some of you could remember back in grade school, we were taught. To do, like doing a research paper or something. The basic ways of doing research. You do, you ask, what? When? Where? How? Remember all those? Remember that? So that's what we're going to do today. Is I want you, each and every one of you, as I talk up here, as I, th- I want you to examine yourselves. Now, a lot of times, you know, we look at, we hear messages and we think, man, this is good. So-and-so needs to hear this. Right? We do that. I got a list of people that, you know. (laughs) But we do that, right? This message, I want each and every one of you to not think of anybody else. I want you to think of yourself. How does this affect me? So, the first one, where? I'm not going to go in the order of what I mean. It's because I'm going to go in the order of the way it came to me. In Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man. We all know the story well, right? I want to read just a few verses. In chapter 3, verse 8, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? You think God really needed to ask that question? God knew right where, he, where they were. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? So these are the questions I want to ask you. Where are you in relation to God? Where are you? Where is your heart? What are you trying to hide from God? If you got things in your life you're trying to hide from God, well, it's futile. We all know that. We can't hide anything from God. But you know what? There are things that we each and every one of us try to hide from God. We think if we don't, Confess it with our mouth, maybe God won't notice it. (laughs) Right? But God knows. So, where are you? Where are you? What are you looking for? In John chapter 1, verse 38. Jesus has been baptized by John, and he's walking away. And John says to two of his disciples, go follow him. They start following him. Jesus turns around. What does he say to them? What do you seek? So this is the question I'm asking you. What do you seek? You seek fame, fortune, acknowledgement, attention, popularity. What do you seek? What are you looking for? Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But I think we each have to ask ourselves and, and, and deep in our heart, what am I really looking for? Am I looking for the things of God? Or am I chasing after the things of this world? Jesus said, don't build up treasures on earth. It just rust and rot and smell and are stinky. Don't do that. Go after the things of the kingdom of God that lasts forever. So what are you looking for? Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. See, when we build up pride in ourselves and we... We look for the things of this world. We look for success in the way that the world describes success. We get we just get prideful and it just. It makes it gives us that haughty spirit that isn't going to do nothing but fall. Proverbs twenty nine twenty three says a man's pride will bring him low. But the humble in spirit. Will retain honor. See, God doesn't call us to be all puffed up. Show everybody how great we are. God calls us to serve one another, to put others first. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. Think of that. The life that I now live in the flesh. I live by faith. In the son of God. Who loved me. Gave himself for me. See, we don't live our life, we shouldn't live our life for our own desires, our own pride, our own selfish gain. We should live our life by faith in the Son of God because of what He did for us. See, when, when we do that, we start looking at things differently. The world looks differently. I don't look at, at Pastor Pickle coming in here in a leather jacket and, and, and black clothes and think, oh, that's just a motorcycle guy there. No, I look at Pastor Pickle and I say, there's a son of God. That, that's a man of God right there. Somebody that, that, that exalts God in all that he does. See, but we, we look at the external things. We look at the flesh. I no longer live by flesh. I live by the spirit of the living God. Amen. Amen. See, that's what we have to determine in ourselves. That's what I'm asking you. What do you live for? Why do we sometimes feel confused? Why do you know, past, pastor's been talking about that. that all the stuff that's been going on in our world, has got many of us confused. We, we have to admit that, right? Some of it, it just, got, it just bogs us down. And we don't know what to think. There's constant changes. The world events, daily struggles, those bratty kids... You know, we, live, we there's things that we struggle with all the time. We have to remember that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. But we have to remember, 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Jesus says in John 14.27, Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled. Pastor has been preaching on that the last few weeks, let not your heart be troubled. Why? How to how can we get to a place to where we do not let our heart be troubled? Is we live in the peace that Jesus gives us. The world does not give us peace. The world gives us that confusion. So why are we 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 bogged down with this stuff. We shouldn't be. We should live in the peace of Almighty God. Let Him guide us. Okay, so how do we deal with it? We run to our friends. We try to handle it on our own. Go to Google. (laughs) Facebook. There you go. Facebook. (laughs) see, ask yourself, how do I handle it? How do I handle it? The word of God is living and powerful. sharper than any two-edged sword. You know, we as Christians, when we are struggling with things, Pastor Pickle talked about this too a few weeks ago. When we are struggling with things, we should be running to the word of God. Because the word of God has all the answers we need. Jesus says in Luke 11. Verse nine. So I say to you, ask. And it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Are you looking in the right place? This is the right place. On our knees before Almighty God is the right place. So, who do we depend on? Who do you but depend on? Our family? Our spouse? Our friends? Our pastor? Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> our teacher, we have several teachers here. Do we depend on our teachers? I hope not. Let me explain to you something. If, if you depend on your, and excuse me, Justin, but if you depend on your university professor, you've you got a lot of problems. That's right. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> he is one. <want>, okay? Okay. <laughs> In Matthew 10, 37, starting at 37, 37 and 38. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Right. Hmm. But there's a. There's a commandment that says honor your father and your mother. Wait but, wait, but wait a minute. Jesus says he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. More than. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Jesus suffered for us. He suffered even before he went to the cross. He suffered when he looked at the the children of Israel. The, The people that he came to that were rejecting him. It was hard on him. And then we we won't we we don't witness to people because, well, they might reject us. They're not rejecting you. Get over it. They're rejecting God. God. You're just, the, you're just the container bringing the message. Get over yourself. <laughs> I'm speaking to myself too, by the way. John 16, 33. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Now, is Jesus telling us that everything's going to be roses and you know, no in this world you're going to have tribulation you're going to, there's going to be problems we're going to have things are going to come against us That's what he's telling us right here But then he says this Be of good cheer Now wait a minute you're going to tell me I'm going to come against problems things are going to come against me and then you're going to tell me be of good cheer I guess we know where James got it when he says, count it all joy, right? He says, I have overcome the world. Where's your faith? See, who do you depend on? Ask yourself that. Who do I really depend on? Really, who do I depend on? When it comes down to it, who do I go run into? Do I go run into my spouse? Do I go run into my pastor? Do I go running? Do who do I go running to? We should go running to him. That's where we should be running to. But let's face it, folks: we don't always do that. So the final one is this: when. When will we decide that once and for all, I'm going to give it all to him. Once and once and for all, everything in my life, every portion of it, the things I've hidden, the things that I've run to other people with all, everything in my life, I'm going to give to Jesus once and for all. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So why do we run to other things or run to other places? Why do we look to other things? Why why do we try to hide things from God? Why? Why? Are we in that kind of situation? When Jesus says, I'm the only way, I'm it. I'm it. I'm the only choice you got. Come to me. I've overcome the world. You bring it to me, I can tell you how to handle it. You bring it to me, I'll walk through it with you, with my arm around you. See, we have to examine ourselves more deeply than just, I'm doing all right. See, if we want that relationship that, that God told us about in his word that he gave through Frank and Lisa earlier. If we want that kind of relationship, we have to do this. We have to examine ourselves on a regular basis. Not just the first Sunday of the month when we come to take communion. Every day. We should ask ourselves these questions every day. Every day. Where am I with God? Where am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I trying to hide things from God? Jesus is calling. The question is, are you listening? Because Jesus is always talking. He's always talking to us. It's just we don't always listen. Open our spiritual ears and listen to what God says to you. It will change your life. Got one more verse that I want to read to you before I do that. I just want to challenge you to take everything that you have that you're trying to keep from God and finally put it down, put it down, let him enter your life and see what happens, (laughs) because God, that's what God wants, that's what, that's what he said in his word earlier to us, I want you, I want to have that relationship with you, I want to be there with you. I want to commune with you. So is it God that's stopping it? Then who's stopping it? We're stopping it. If we don't have that kind of relationship with God, it's our problem. And that's the reason why Paul says, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Cleanse everything. Second Corinthians 13. Verse 11. Says finally brethren. Farewell. Be complete, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. And I want to add one more thing. Get behind this man. He's your pastor. He loves you. He's my pastor. He loves he loves us. He prays for us. He he lives to serve us. I know that. I've worked closely with him for the last few years. Get behind him. I love you guys. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. And Father, as we examine ourselves, we ask that you just help us to cleanse, to to get rid of, to throw off all those things that we've been holding on to that are of no use to your kingdom. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity you've given me and Robin to serve here. I thank you, Father, that this is a forever family. (laughs) We're not separated. That we're still of one mind. I thank you and I praise you, Father, for each and every person here. And I ask, Father, for your blessings to fall on each and every one. I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.